Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name is Bob D, and with me for this show are Colin Brown. Hello there. And Sean Milligan. Hello there. In this show, we're going to have a quick chat about the latest news that's been coming out in respect of the Opens, and also a little bit about the bad news about the delay of some of the ships coming in Wave 6. Uh, so FFG have given us um, a lovely shiny an- announcement about both the format and the prizes that we're going to have for system opens. And I think the most interesting thing for most of us on that is going to be the format. What's the change, Colm? So the change is a fairly big one, I think. So last year, the main event of the system open, you know, the 600-player tournament, was extended format. And then they had a hyperspace qualifier on day two for everyone who got knocked out of the main tournament. This year, that's going to be flipped around. So it will be hyperspace with uh, an extended tournament side event on the Sunday. Okay, so, so they're, they're making hyperspace the main format for the Opens. Which is exciting, right? I, I, I kind of thought that maybe hyperspace was done for. You know, like Grand Champs and so on were, were extended. Uh, the hyperspace trials are becoming prime championships and potentially they're not going to be hyperspace anymore you know it's it's quite um so i mean because if i cast my back mind back to like when 2.0 started the hyperspace was viewed in quite a negative light for quite a while until people started playing the format then i there seems to be like a lot of enthusiasm built up after that saying no actually it is a really good it's a good interesting puzzle because roughly all the lists are kind of the same and it gets a bit more intricate so, so when the announcement for the Grand Championship for came out, when everyone thought it was a hyperspace and they changed kind of six weeks beforehand, there was a lot of upset. I was thinking, is this a, is this them kind of reacting to that to that sort of news that actually hyperspace was quite liked? It's hard to say, really, isn't it? And it's like it's not that hyperspace was viewed negatively, right? It was very divisive. I say a lot of people liked it. I, for one, really liked it. But to uh, start, I was going to say, but to start with, there was yeah. uh, there was lots of grumbling about it. There was, there lots was of but there was also lots of people saying this is like very interesting. What? Uh, and towards the later half as well of, you know, around the Grand Champions of Hyperspace and Extended kind of merged a bit. Like a lot of the best lists happen to be hyperspace legal. Yeah, I and mean, I think that's the that's the big deal with with hyperspace as it is right now. And if they continue by just adding more ships into hyperspace as they get released and re-released then that sort of makes the the hyperspace format a little bit redundant except that you're kicking out some of the the fun scum ships one or two of the imperial and and rebel options and then you've still got everywhere uh, everything else and and the options that you're kicking out are not actually that popular you know your kimajilas and your jump masters um the K-Wings, no one's running through extendeds um, setting fire to the world those. So in, in a sense at the moment, it looks like the, the distinction between the formats is a bit redundant. Yeah, but hopefully that, you know, now that we know hyperspace will be a thing going forward, they'll take the January points update as a chance to do a rotation. You know, well, I, I was thinking about the rotation and mm. what are you going to rotate out um, without absolutely knackering some of the factions i'm thinking in particular of scum because the most popular ships are the um 
Jumpmaster and Fenrau and his Fangfighter. Hold on, the most the... popular ship is the Jumpmaster. Are we sure sorry, about this? There's sorry. Be an um, the Fire Spray. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the most popular ship is the is the Fire Spray and uh, the Fangfire. And if you rotate those ones out to live in the format out, they were the, the first ships released for 2.0. And it would sort of mess them up quite badly unless you really did a radical points change. I think you could trade out the Fang Fighter. I, I think I agree with Slave 1. Well, see, but I, I, actually, no. I think the problem, I think you can actually rotate out the Fire Spray because people were only really playing of a fet. There was still quite wild play, uh, kind of wide usage of the fa- of the fang fighter, and I think if if you were to rotate in, you know, say if the hawk comes out soon, or is the Kiraz been re-released yet? No, no, nope. yeah. So I can see you taking out the f- the fang fighter, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I can s- s- see your point. I think now. that yeah. like. They've they've said like you're never they're never going to take out X wings and Tie fighters. Yeah, I think that's. A and good I think one. certain ships are kind of, you know, like so idyllic to a faction you couldn't take them out. Like you you probably never take out the um, the fire spray in my opinion, just because it's the most iconic scum ship. No one's really going to know what any of the other ones are, with the exception of maybe the Falcon. Yeah, and you, you're gonna you're always going to have a tie advance with Vader in, right? You'd assume so. Um, but stuff like, say, for Imperial, the Interceptor has not been re-released, although it is being re-released. I've lost track, to be honest. It's too much coming out too fast. Um, yeah, well, that's that's been delayed until January as the Interceptor. Um, yeah, but yeah. nothing's happening before January anyway. No. But I think the, the rotation... I think the first problem is what are they trying to achieve with rotation? Because actually we've got such a broad meta at the moment. It's not like you want to get rid of something or... Uh, you know, just ban something from competitive play, and why? Why would you do that to hyperspace just to make it different? You know that that goes back, I guess, to the argument as to whether hyperspace was was a a good idea once a lot of ships got released anyway. And I I'm not sure about rotating ships out. It, it's also not something that FFG historically have been all over in a sort of urgent urgent way. You know, they've not been great at, at rotating old stuff out with any degree of urgency. And with a game that's only 15 months old, I can't see them rushing to do that at this stage. Do we, yeah. I was going to say, do we see them paying staff members to test out lists and to test out what ships should rotate in and out to keep the nice balance that we had at the start? Well, they have playtesters. I don't think they're going to pay anyone beyond the developers. Okay, I just wonder. I'm just wondering. Well, then I'm surprised. Have we not? Uh, everyone signs non-disclosure agreements. It's just I can't see them investing that much time and effort, or even resources, unless it is volunteer-based, into that sort of format because it's not really cash-generating. Yeah, and I think. In terms of cash, like uh, there's not that much of an incentive for them to take ships out, like especially stuff that's been re-released because they want people to buy them. But I'm just, do you think it will be ship limited? Like, what if, for example, they took out R2 Astromech, or they took out uh, proton bombs? 
Like they could just focus on upgrades, and that would kind of not affect ship sales and not kind of have massive impacts on one faction over another necessarily, but quite change things up. Would would you extend that to pilots? Potentially, why not? Like leave in Luke and Wedge, but take out Garvin and Biggs. I mean, oh, it's not out. actually going to change anything, but oh, yeah, and 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 that's the issue because the the way that the meta is balanced as it is at the moment. There are certain linchpins that are super popular, but you can't really mess with those. I mean, Wedge is really good. Howl Runner is still really good and really popular. Um, Boba Fett still really good. Fenrau still really good. And you don't really want to start taking those pilots or those ships out. And the risk is that if you if you do that, first of all, people get cross. And FFG have been pretty good about not making people cross for quite a while. And you've also got the iconic ships disappearing from the game, which is sort of sad. And I just don't get what, what rotation might achieve. You know, oh, right, okay, you could play those ships in hyperspace three months ago. You didn't play them, but now you definitely can't play them. Well, what difference does it make, you know? And, yeah. and certainly with the newer factions, there's no scope for rotation because they still haven't got that many ships. That's why I think upgrades might come in. Like I, I really like the idea of having two distinct formats because, as it is now, we have like quite a long gap in between things changing. It's basically the the points changes and new waves come out, and there's quite a long gap between waves, and you know these upgrade packs and stuff coming out, and having like, okay, so this is the, the time of the year where we're playing like these few months we'll do extended, these few months we'll play hyperspace, then something new comes out, then we do it all again. And like having to think of the game in a different way and having to write lists in response to a different meta is interesting. Whereas doing it for the exact same thing for, you know, four or five months, it does get a little bit stale. So having oh, yeah, two formats, with, uh, I think, could help with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with that. But the, the issue is how do you create a distinction between the formats without losing the stuff that makes X-Wing a good game? And there's different ways they could try to do it. But the risk is that you take out stuff that is irrelevant so it makes no difference, or you take out stuff that people like playing so they get cross. And I think there's a, there's a real difficult line to walk for them there. Yeah, well, I don't have to keep anyone happy, so I say make people cross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what won't make people cross is the prize support, which looks pretty tasty if you like Inferno Squadron. I don't know. It, it has made me a little cross, I have to admit. Oh, anger. It has. So the one of the big things that I noticed is that, obviously, everything's at the prize station. Therefore, you don't get your damage deck as a participation. You need to trade it in for your shiny prize. It's prized tickets and that's i don't know how i've I, I don't know how i feel about that there's obviously my expectations have been set in previous um system opens when i've got a nice shiny uh damage deck i've got a nice couple of alt arts and then i've generated prize uh generated tokens that i could have went in and got some other shiny cards now i'm not getting as many participation prizes well, so you are though right because they say at the uh you'll be given several prize tickets at the start of the event so basically they're giving you the option to get something that isn't a damage deck as a participation prize so you shouldn't look at it as you're getting less okay. you're getting the same amount but with more choice yeah if you like inferno squadron if you like inferno squadron or but they have the other you know those nice see-through cards 
interestingly, I'm actually just looking at the picture now where you've got all the prizes. And have you noticed, if you look under the damage deck, there's a circular token with a circle yeah. and three lines? What's that? That's the yes. Inferno Squadron symbol. Oh, it's not a shiny you talk. Oh, right. oh of course, it's, yeah. all, it's on all the dials. Man, I feel stupid now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't no. know what that token is meant to symbolize, though. Yeah. No, it's a bit odd. And they've, it looks like they've got an acrylic version of it with the um, on the prize wall as well, with the alongside the C3 cards and the, the little metal disc there. Um, it's, yeah, I'd, shields, maybe? For TIE Fighters. For TIE Fighters. <laughs> say, for well, fish. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, seems odd. But I think what I do like from the prizes that obviously at Worlds we've seen all of um, we saw all the punch out cards for all the pilots for Red Squadron we're now seeing Inferno Squadron is this a new wave of you know prizes they're going to be doing for all the competitions because I quite like them um, or, I, or I like I, the idea. Yeah I, I think it's super cool. The, the only issue is that if you're doing that for one particular ship and that ship has a bunch of identifiable pilots. You've actually got relatively few ships that have a whole sort of squad of fleshed out pilots. You know, you've got TIE fighters, you've got X-wings, you've got maybe A-wings and B-wings, and then you're starting to struggle a bit because beyond Fen Rao, you know, all right, there's Terrock, but but after that, there aren't really many distinct pilots for Fang fighters. Um, like, no one's going to care about a Crassus Trellix dedicated base. I guess maybe the Jedi. You could go for the Jedi. Um, but there aren't that many that they can do, like multiple pilots, multiple um, dials and, and base cards and all the rest of it. But I do think it's a cool idea. Um, I, I traded Ben Hibbert for the uh, the wedge base plate, and it does look super cool. It's really, really nice. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I want them um, to do it for uh, for CIS. I want to see what DBS 404 looks like. <laughs> it should just be in binary, just ones and yeah. ones everywhere. That'd be quite cool. Um, and the um, fancier prizes. What is that foam box? I assume it's for your ships, right? Is it? It looks just slightly. I don't know. It's hard to tell without knowing the scale of it. Yeah, it's a box that has foam in it. I assume it's for putting your ships. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit odd. And it does look like from the layout of the ruler trays that they have finally woken up to the fact that everybody is taking a felled hair. It does look like it's felled hair friendly. Mm. Yes. I like it as well. I think the design is nice. I like the red and black. Yeah. Um, So all you need is a uh, top four finish at uh, the Ecosystem Open. Easy. So, talking about easy, he, he has a question. Obviously, in the past two years, we've had um, like the the largest um, X-Wing competitions so far. Do we think, with the switch to hyperspace as the primary event, that it will get another big turnout? Yes. That- the reason being, the reason being that the UK system open works for a number of very good reasons. Um, first of all, it is massively well resourced and the venue that they had last year was brilliant and it's going to be going back almost certainly to Milton Keynes this year where the accommodation is cheap, the transport is um, very effective and you can buy a cheap pint and a cheap meal, reasonably cheap meal, close at hand, which is going to be popular. Um, The next thing is that the format of the system open actively encourages players who who are not that into being Mr. Super Tryhard 
to come along and um, and do their thing. And one of the lovely things about the Open is that you get the less competitive guys coming along, seeing how they get on and having a great weekend. And I, I just don't see that that changing. I think the, the only threat to a big attendance at the Open and, and quite possibly breaking the record again um, is if X-Wing itself gets gets a bit less popular. I don't think hyperspace is going to make the difference. Yeah, like if you look at the Grand Championships last year, that was extended as well. But the the turnout was way lower than yeah. the system open. I mean, there's various factors there, like that being at the, the Games Expo and stuff. But it's not just format. Okay. I think the, it's mostly about the weekend, right? It's coming and having a good time with your mates more than what the particular format is. So I don't see it hurting it massively, okay. if at all. Okay, that's fair. I was just thinking that, you know, I thought maybe one of the things that got the big 600 number last, uh, well, at the start of this year was obviously it was the first big extended tournament for 2.0 in the UK. I wonder mm. if that kind of drove more people to it and then therefore switching to hyperspace was a, uh, was a switch. But also I'm thinking switching it to hyperspace, are they trying to drive because people t- obviously seem to prefer extended or they're trying to drive more people to go towards the the grand championship uh, and get that to be the big um, the big event for extended. Because if I look at all the grand championships around the world, the attendance seems a bit low. And I just wonder if FFG are just trying to spice it up by making the system open hyperspace and then therefore the grand championships extended. Well. I've I've got my own theories about why attendances might be a bit lower than than one might have hoped, but they're not for this show. I think I've got a lot to say about that, and um, I think I'm I'm not going to say anything about it in this one. Ooh, mysterious. Okay, that trailing, trailing. It's good. I was going to say that'll be a future episode once we've talked about it and see if 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 it's PC friendly or not. Um, okay, but the yeah the prize wall that they they published does look cool with the Inferno Squadron stuff. Um, slightly odd decision to go with the um, frosted cards being all generics. That's a bit weird, isn't it? I suppose. I don't know, and if I've got like, a frosted, yeah. I want it to be like one of my major pilots. You know, I don't. And and if I've got one frosted for for an Omega Squadron Ace, well, I'd quite like six or seven, and that's going to end up being quite a lot of prize tickets. Are you more likely to see the generics on the table? No, no. I'm not going to see a higher. No, tone. no, actually, look at looking no, at them. You've got say, the. Nope, nope, nope. Well, no. Yeah, okay. Point taken. Yeah. Um. So that's a that's an interesting decision, but the, it's difficult for them to get the alt arts right because they have to go into production months before they get dished out, and pilots come into fashion and disappear from fashion so it's uh i guess it's a safe fish bet i don't think to I've, go with the, the generics i don't think i've ever seen a hired gun on the table ever well you've not even lived yet mate oh I've not oh seen well 1.0 the days of quad tlt scum yeah let's not forget double tap andrea ah that's not a hired gun though but but no, Drea and four Y wings. Oh, was it? Uh, you had Skurgs in hyperspace, and then the four Y wings with Drea was a an alternative. Okay. In extended. So there you go. There was a load of hired guns. All right. Those are the those are the days, weren't they? Yeah, oh. that was good. Um, okay. Um, let's just switch topic and move on to the 
bad news, um, which is that the Interceptor Defender Houndstooth and the RZ1A wing, oh, the RZ1A wing, uh, aren't going to be released in December, but they are coming out in January, which struck me as a bit of a, an odd decision. In that, first of all, they're they're reprints, and I don't know whether they're reboxing stuff or whatever, but they're not difficult to put out those things, and they ought to be able to plan those many, many, many months in advance. And one would hope that there is a release schedule for the next year, at the end of which everything will have been re-released. And if that's right, um, that makes you think that there must be a reason for dropping stuff from the December release schedule. So they will not miss Christmas trade. Surely that's madness. That not having something out before the the festive period. So have they not told us something? Is there a surprise in the works? No. I don't think there is. Look, well, I'm there's a movie say, coming out. Yeah, yeah there is. But, and I think it's a pity there's nothing coming out, but I'm just I think they're inept. I think they haven't got <laughs> Like waves have been delayed before, they've appeared out of nowhere, like not giving people time to organize any kind of release events or anything like that. It's just whatever method they use to get the ships from where they're made to where they're sold isn't very good. I don't think there's anything see, to read into other than that. I, I am generally a massive fan of cock-up rather than conspiracy, but on this occasion, um, I am. I would like to, to think that there is something going on that they don't want to tell us about because there's embargoes in place about telling us about the content of the movie. It, uh, they've done that before with movie releases. But so the movie. No, by now. Surely. Yeah. So the movie comes out on the 18th. If they're holding it until like the week beforehand, you're still going to lose out on a load of Christmas um, traders away. And surely, I mean, do we think stores would have had to sign non-disclosure stuff because? There's normally a leak by now and someone releases yeah. like a release schedule or like they get the pre-order slips because we're only what four it's like what it's out in four weeks i just well, it's n- i i can tell you it is exactly 22 days until uh <laughs> release as, as at time of as at time of broadcast and i can tell you that because you'll all be watching the movie and i'll be walking around galaxy's edge that day i, I i'm not watching the movie until christmas eve sadly Aww. Which is why I'm not coming down the club at all once it's released. But <laughs> but but yeah, but I, I I can't see anything sneaking out. I think we we would have heard about it by now. So two votes for cocker, one vote cons- for conspiracy. Which is odd coming from you because I thought you would have been on team cock up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's leave it there for this show. So it's just for me to say thank you very much for listening. And it is goodbye from Colm Brown. Goodbye. Goodbye from Sean Milligan. Goodbye. And goodbye from me, Bob D. Ta-da.